a Samosa with Seth podcast, the spiciest podcast around. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's looking spicy. Hello, welcome back to Samosa with Seth. I'm your host, Seth, and today we have a special guest, Omad Iqbal. Uh, before we get into it, though, let me just ask, you know, like, comment, subscribe, follow my Instagram, follow my TikTok, you know, share, show some love to a Samosa with Seth and share with your family. But Omad, I've never actually met before. Uh, he Once I started getting the podcast really going, he hit me up, said he enjoyed it. He said, I really like what you're doing. And I appreciate that because sometimes I feel like even the people I do know don't really support me. So for this person that I don't know to support me, I really appreciate that. And uh, I've started to get to know you. The two things I do know without you telling me was you went to Wood Farm. And you go to Pure Jim Shawlins. I know that from two different sources. <laughs> that's all I know about you. So you tell me. Tell me about yourself. Well, as you said, my name's Omad. That's a weird story in its own. And I was telling you about that because my mum spelt my name wrong. It was meant to be Hamad, but my mum spelt it with a U. And I don't know why, right? I don't know where this came from. So I think it was meant to be Ahmad or Hamad. It was one of those two. And I remember my mum telling me. And yeah, basically, you came in, so it was Omad. I liked it because it was unique, because I've never heard an Omad anywhere else, as you probably yourself as well. Yeah, I've but never I, many. I, I came across you, man. Uh, you're a small sub Seth. I've seen a few of your episodes, and no, it's good to see someone going out their comfort zone and pushing limits that a lot of people don't have the guts to do. And yeah, man, support it. And that's the reason I popped up. People need to know that they're doing well. Doesn't need to know. You don't need to know who they are. You can just mm-hmm. say it how it is. And yeah, I liked it. I was a fan of it. I listened to your podcast. They're interesting. Spot on, man. That's about it. But I, I that's what that's where I came across you. And I was like, do you know what? I want to be on this, man. I want to see what this what this is all about. So yeah, that's why I popped up. I was like, listen, get me on, man. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, and I like getting to know about people. Especially people I don't know, because sometimes they can be more interesting or just find out about new people as interesting in general. So let's talk about your early life, you know? What's your upbringing like? What's your family life like? Let's hear it. Well, I'm, I'm like, for my brothers and sisters, there's six of us. I'm the only one under the age of 27, so I'm, like, the baby of the family. Um, all, Everyone's married apart from me, so the pressure's on. So you can imagine what's what's been going on and what the pressure's about. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those right so when it comes down to it, my early life I feel like my early life was a bit nuts um, a lot of people don't know this but my close ones do I went to a boarding school for a year an Islamic one I know you probably can't tell but yeah I went to a boarding school down south for a year when I was well second year when I was here and one experience that was staying up um, not gonna lie to you it was weird because there was actual racism there. And you're thinking, Islamic high school and racism? How's that? So I didn't know about this, right? But there was a bit of racism. So we had a lot of Pakistanis. Then we had the Indians, which were called Gujaratis. They were the kind of main cast. Then you had the Bengali Muslims. And it was a top tier. So the Bengalis were at top. And then the Gujaratis were in the middle. And then it was Pakis that were in the lowest. Now, Why though? What, what, what made it like this? Because it was just cultural racism. I don't know what that was, right? And I didn't really understand it. And I, to be honest, I kind of got away from it because I was known as a Scottish guy. Mm, and that's okay. what it was. Um, and But it was mad. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you're Pakistani, I hate you. It was like, if a Pakistani was fighting an Indian guy, 
Indians would jump in. And because they're a bit higher, there's a lot more Indians than Pakistanis. So it was a bit like that, but I stayed away from that. And everyone, well, I was Scottish and there was no Scottish person there apart from me and everyone loved it. So it was one of those, man. But one experience so that was... Where was and, it? I was in, in Bolton, down south. Bolton, next to Manchester. And one experience, learned a lot, loved it. I was a mummy's boy, so when it came down to it, I was like, nah, man, I need to get back, see what mum's doing. She was like, come back. And then I came back and I came back and joined third year when I came back. So it was like back to normal. What did you learn at the Islamic... Uh, boarding school. So I was doing um, hips for the people that are not Muslims. Hips is um, is like memorizing the Quran, which is our holy book. Um, and I got quite, I got into it and learning the Tajweed, which basically is the rules behind reading it. And it was it was good, man. Enjoyed it. It was like something different, and I learned a lot. For example, experiences with different kind of people, different cultures, and learning about how to kind of fend on your own because well, I was I felt like I was a really big mummy's boy and relied on my mum's cooking, ironing all, all that. But when you had to do it yourself at a young age, it was like, okay. Did you have to cook to get... in second year? Bruh, when it came down to it, when we, we, we did do chefing, right? But like when it came to chef, we were like cooking like dal chowder for lunch and all that. We were cooking all the Asian, like mm-hmm. the curries, the fish, the the chapatis and all sorts and we had one rare night where we had uh, chips cheese and we had a burger but you had to get earlier or else you just you just got the chips sounds like it was that was alright not like prison but <laughs> it didn't sound like glamorous <laughs> it was it was it wasn't like it was you can tell like it was like do you know when in mosque yeah. which is like we, 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 we were like you'd get dude up and you think Oh shit, I thought that left about years ago, but you're still 16 and you're still getting slapped about by the imam. It was like one of those. I remember an experience and I got um I was messing about and we were in Quran class, which is again the Bible, uh, well, the Muslim <laughs> Bible, <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> and um I remember it. We had do you know when like people come into school to see everything's running properly? Mm-hmm. So we we called it Ofsteads down in England and I remember my teacher goes to me, wait till they go, I'm going to knock you out. I was like, oh, shit. But it was all love, man. We were used to it. And obviously, the respect you have for these people, like the beating and stuff like that wasn't like they hated you. It was they were trying to make you learn a lesson. Maybe it was a different way, but I would never hate them for that. I actually praise them for that because there's certain things that they taught me that I respect now because I'm older and understood. Did you get like proper beatings ever? Not really. I remember I got, I got, it wasn't really hit, bro. Like, honestly, it was like more like a hit in the head or a hit in the back. It wasn't like, oh, you're getting, you had baking baseball bats and you're cornered in a room. <laughs> it was never like that. Back I was in, like, back in the day, uh, I've listened to my sister's stories. They get like, guys would get like flipping choke slammed and shit, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you got or not? No, 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 nothing, nothing like that. Again, it was a school. It wasn't. It wasn't in Guantanamo Bay. It was like a. It was a decent school. It was happening, and I loved it. It was great. Um, I would. I would recommend it to people. Honestly, I would recommend it. It was not something I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend it. It's an experience that I think people would learn a lot from. As I said about the obviously that stage of my life came coming back was like okay. Like, I was getting older and I kind of wanted to... You get that mischievous side of yourself. Like, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to mess around and stuff like that. So, are you back but, here now? Are you talking about... 
Yeah, I'm back here now. So okay. this is when I was in third year. I came you back went to, to Woodfarm. Wood Farm, yeah? Yeah, so I did my first year in Wood Farm. Then I went down south for second year, and then I came back for third year. So I came back, and I never really had freedom because I've always been, like, I was always in, like, mosque since, like, primary six, or not, actually primary five. And like, so I've always kept it halal. I've never managed to go out because my brother's like, he's an imam and he's like, he's quite, he's, he, he owns the, I don't know if you'll know about it, as Al-Fala Academy. I've heard of it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. is that the blue one? This, I'm is it not blue? sure. I was in Govan, that's all I know, Govan Hill. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. My sister used to work at it. Um, so my brother, uh, my brother's the one that does Al-Fala. So like, obviously I stayed with him and I was with him all the time and he kind of, kind of like, put me towards Islam, which is a great thing. Love it. Learned a lot from it. Not saying that I'm like converted into something else, but I'm saying <laughs> I loved it, learned a lot from it. And yeah, I think I needed that in my life to be to be where I am today. Good, good Marshall. I feel we all need Islam, you know? Yeah, 100%. I'm happy that I had that because I think that's where my morals were built from. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kept my halalness to a certain point in life. But yeah, you start to rebel when you come back here and you start to like, see, in our house, right? Like, so it's like, you're not allowed to get short back in stage. You have to get the one length and stuff like that. So I wasn't really allowed to do much. Not because I was scared and I was forced not to. because I didn't want to because I was like inspired by him. I was like, oh man, he's a great guy. I want to be like him. And then you start to like, okay, let me try it out. And then you start getting like noticed. Okay, like this guy's kind of swagging out. What's going on here? And then you're like, okay, let me try a few more things. And yeah, then I started meeting people and I kind of fell into a wrong crowd for a wee bit. And it wasn't wrong crowd. I think I was the wrong person, to be honest. When I came to it, I wouldn't blame anybody else because um, I don't want to did it, no one else. So, yeah, so I went through a really Asian stage. And I don't know if you remember these brands, but at one point, these brands were the shit. And then they got really shit, but I wore it when it got really shit. So, like, Boy, I don't know if Boy tracks it. Yeah, I think I know what you're yeah. Fire trap trainers. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> they look like they're quilted. They're like sort of like a cushion. They're like the fake Cruyff. Mm-hmm. The fake Cruyff, basically, right? And uh, I remember like the boy, the chinos as well. <laughs> they're thinking about it. It's cringing me so much. But I remember I was swagging out. This, this is when skinnies were like, Spice Boys were like, oh, okay, that's just Spice Boys, mate, get it happening, right? <laughs> and now Spice Boys was a thing, and I was still kicking about with a boy jacket and stuff like that. And I remember, I used to think I was the shit, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mate. And I started to, like, I hung around with, like, a really big Asian group, and then I remember, bare story short, we didn't get along. That's a bit deep, but I don't want to go into that, because it's, like, it's so stupid deep that you probably think, what the hell is going on here? Was this a... Never mind, just forget that, right? Anyway. <laughs> then I went through a really white stage where I was a Ned. Right? And okay. I don't think you ever... And what I mean by Ned is Lacoste tracksuit, North Face hoodie, skin head and a pair of 95s. But was it just your clothing that made you into these characteristics? Surely those things that really make you these type of person, like either like a Spice Boy or a Ned, is more your... Uh, actions in your character. I was an Ed. I used oh. to like. I used to practice MCing. Like I was an Ed. Can you can you try and... some? I want to hear some. No, man. <laughs> trust me, I, so, I wasn't like. So, so when we used to go to parties and stuff like that when I was younger. Um, basically, right. 
I used to know this MC by heart, right? And people used to be like, oh, Uma, get this, get it. And do you know the rapid parts when they used to go off their nut? And used to be just complete rapid, like, yeah. minimum, 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 I was trust me MCs but I used to listen to MCs when I used to study and I don't know how that worked but it worked but um, yeah I was kind of like Neddy and then I went from a Ned phase to a Spice Boy like a major like I like this is quite embarrassing right but I used to wear really really tight jeans to a point that some of them were female jeans well, you bought female jeans because <laughs> they were tighter right so, so luckily <laughs> Why? What, 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 what brought you to this, man? What brought you to this? I don't know, right? So, luckily, and I thank God for this, I didn't hit puberty that hard at that time because if I did, that would have been really painful when I used to wear that. Right? So, I don't know what happened, right? I remember, like, they were a lot cheaper because it was, like, 10 quid for a pair of jeans and you could wear them. And I didn't wear them for long. I'm not going to lie. I wore them for a couple of times. I'm like, you know what? This hurts. I need to get this away from me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went to boys' jeans. Alhamdulillah, I went to boys' jeans. And and then I started going really skinny. And then obviously you have the quiff. You have the long-ass hair. And then from there, Spice Boy, eventually I turned into calm down. Skinny jeans, start wearing a bit looser tops. Luther, this and that. Because see, with me, I was a really fat kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really fat. And see, I feel like when you wear skinny jeans, when you're fat, it gives a certain message off. What does that mean? So when it comes to like, so when I feel like when it came to like wearing fat, like skinny jeans, when you're fat, it just looks wrong. Uh-huh. Okay. You just look, you, it's like you're trying to force like your fat into something that it shouldn't be forced into. There's oh, a certain body type for skinny jeans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it came to me, I just felt like like at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, mate, these look nice." And I think it was because I followed a crowd. I feel like I was more of a follower when I was younger, and I never really had a dominant side at all. Like I used to just follow the crowd. If you're wearing that, I'm going to be wearing that next week. If you're wearing, I'm going to be wearing that. I was never like, "I like it," but I'm going to put my twist to it. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And from skinnies, then eventually, I still wear my skinny jeans and stuff like that. I wear my skinny trousers, and I've always I like it, and I think it keeps it clean cut. I like the look of being clean cut. And I don't know, a lot of people have different, but that's my interpretation for it. So for my Ned, just Spice Boy, then I had my wee little party life. And and then I remember my brother just sat me down. He was like, listen, none of this stuff. And I remember he didn't, the thing was, that, you know, a lot of people think that getting beaties is hard. But see, the worst thing is, see when someone says to you, I'm disappointed and doesn't hit you, that hits harder than anywhere. So I remember he did that to me, man, and I was just like, yeah, you're right. And then I got what the did he say to you? So basically, right, my brothers battered me once, and I remember, right, he battered me once. Or just one of them? One of them, right. So there's one, right, I'm really scared of, right, and he basically just spent... Still? To this day? And I remember I was... What did you say? Are you still scared of him? I, I'm not scared of him. I'll, I'm like more respectful. I think we're more friends now because I'm older. <laughs> like now I can tell him anything. Like if I'm doing anything or if, if I ever speak about, if I ever if I ever speak to a girl and if I ever do, he's like the person that I would go and speak to about it. Before I was never, I was like, nah, I can't tell him. He's older. He's going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? 
And I remember he doed me once and that was the biggest life lesson. But then the biggest life lesson in life that he ever gave me was when he said to me, I don't even want to hit you. I'm just disappointed in what you did. And I was like, oh, shit. And that hurt me more. I was like, just beat me up, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then from there, I realized, okay, he's right. Like, no, no one's going to be paying for my family. No one's going to be paying for my future. No one's going to be paying for my future kids if I have any. Get your life together. Let's get it happen. And that's from then on, I started taking certain steps in life where I was like, okay, this is it. Let's get it happen. What age are you at this point? 16. Okay. So what changes did you make then? So the changes was that I was running a takeaway at the age of 16 while I was going to college. And the takeaway was in Fife and I didn't drive. So I was taking two and a half hour drive the oh, bus journeys every day there and back. And I was doing 12 hour shifts. And I was going to college five days a week. What were you doing And I used college? to get the odd one day off. Computers. Well, I did software development, which I'm still currently doing, but I moved to computer science. So it's kind of the same thing. Um, but that was the biggest turning point understanding responsibility once i understood responsibility i think in general anyone in life when they when they understand that you're like okay let's get it happening let's move on and let's progress to the life that you want to see yourself in the future see one thing right we're both the youngest of a big family do you think having that makes you not ready for responsibility so then you, you come to a point in your life where you have to take responsibility I feel like I've had nieces and nephews, right, from a very young age. I've got nieces older than me. I've got nieces that are 24, <laughs> and 23 and 25. Damn so when it came to me, I've got a niece that's three months older than me. What's your, what's your so that, oldest sibling age? 40, 41. Really? Now. Damn it, because my, yeah. oldest, my oldest sister, well, I've only got four older sisters, she is 36 or something like that. But yeah, that makes sense why you have like nieces and nephews older than you, man. But yeah, it's mad. So that's so when sorry, what were you saying? But yeah, no, that's mad that you just have like they're older than you. I can't comprehend that. Oh, my nieces and nephews are like between the age of like newborns to like ten. But yeah. Well, I've gone well my well the way it works, I've got thirteen nieces and nephews, right? Marshall. We're a huge family. Mashallah, mashallah, like we've been blessed with such a big family. And um, so when it came to me, it was like, I've got nieces that are younger than me, a nephew that is like two years younger than me. He's like, he's he's at a certain age where like when he comes to like certain aspects in life, he comes to me about it. And I think it's the respect that you need to build for yourself because you're like, well, I'm a mammal, which is uncle, right? For all the non-Asians. And when it came to certain things, I was like, okay, like, I want them to be proud of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's my uncle. He does this. And do you know what you usually do? Like, a lot of Asians do that. They flex their uncle off or stuff like that. Like, my uncle does this or my brother does that. I don't know. I think in my family, it's like, to build respect, you got to, to, to earn respect, you've got to make respect to be put on you. So I thought, like, I had that sense of responsibility. Like, I want to be able to help my nieces and nephews at any call of the time financially, mentally, whatever. And for me to do that, I have to be ready. And not just for my nieces and nephews, for my future children, if I ever have any, Allah bless me with any. That's the that's the mentality I grew to have. Is this what I want to see myself in the future? No? Then sort it out and change it. Um, but, uh, yeah, from doing the college stuff, 
checking for that takeaway, what changed then? The change was honestly, um, it was like I feel I feel like at that time I was so confused. I don't know, like if you have ever went through this in life, like what am I doing? Like what am I actually doing? And once I understood that, like I was like, okay, I need to start actually thinking what I'm doing. I can't rely on people telling me do this, do that, do this, because number one, I don't like half of the shit they're telling me, <laughs> and number two, it's like. I need to get up and grow up. Do you get what I mean? And a lot of people think, okay, bro, you're 16, calm down. I felt like because the people I was associating myself with was like people that were a lot older than me. Like my friend group were like 31, 32, 28, 29. And because I never you really had, older people were, giving you older Yeah, because I was running a takeaway, bro. Mm-hmm. I was running a takeaway. So who I was dealing with were a lot of people that, people that were married, people that had five kids and stuff like that, people that were in certain places in their lives that you wouldn't call them even mid-20s. They were, they were, you can tell they were a lot older. Like, And I felt like I liked that because they taught me so much because obviously they learned from the mistakes and they, like, they taught me what to do and what not to do. So from there, I changed and I really didn't get on with people from my age group. So that's what changed. Now, I didn't realise that. Like Then I started realising there are people my age like me and mature. For example, like, even getting to know you right now, I can see the maturity in you. And I can see that me I'll get on I'll get on with a person like you. Do you get what I mean? Like you're not immature and stupid. Like everyone can have that banter time. But yeah. like when you when shit hits serious, I can tell that you're a mature person and you, you can be serious when there's time to be. Thanks. I've had people call me immature, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people yeah, never mind. Uh, so then what's the next stage of your life after that well I'm still in uni um, inshallah I'm looking to graduate graduate in the next couple of years I'm starting a project and I don't want to go into it until it's you don't done. need to you don't need to yeah it's I'll give it's like a hint but I don't even know right but I'll say what I can right so I've started something a project and I've been basically planning it and analysing it for a year so it's not something minor like I've done stuff like stuff here and there. Like I've done customizing of Air Forces and any shoes, cleaning and stuff like that. And I've done a website business and I love the journey. But you need, I think through business, you discover yourself. So with um, this new project I'm bringing out, because it's a very saturated um, category, I had to be very precise and very careful in how I bring this out. Now, I've been, I've been honestly year every like five days a week not seven i'm not gonna rip it right but five days a week i've been focusing on it and a couple hours a day and it's coming to a point where inshallah in the future i'm going to release it and it's going to hit and you're going to see like, what's going on inshallah and i know you're going to like it because i know it's something that you are kind of you spoke about a few things about in your previous but i don't want to bring it up because then you're going to know what it is i'm getting a vague idea already but i won't see it <laughs> but uh, so, yeah so that's, that's my next step. Man. That's your next step. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say before you go into the next? Just that. Uni. Keep it as a backup, and then working on this project. I feel like uni is my backup. Mm-hmm. Well, you do. And so. That's what I'm going to do. No, that's, that's good. Much like you try and do other avenues, because not everyone needs that nine to five in their life. You know what I mean? They have work for someone. All that. Some people want to do their own thing, create their own thing. And that's good. Like I feel a lot in the Asian community, 
we're we're pioneers of that, you know. We're always trying to do our own thing and start stuff up. Hundred percent. You know, straight up. Hundred. Should we go into your next topic then? Or sorry, you, you see what you're saying. I was gonna I was gonna just say something. There. Sorry to cut you there. Um, I was just gonna say like, I feel like people need to like say that. I feel like people have a lot of things where they're so scared to do certain things because they care about what people think, what this and that. But see, when you break that cycle and you learn just not to give a shit of what, what he's thinking, she's thinking, whatever gender they are, what they're thinking, you're just thinking, you 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 get a sense of freedom. Yeah, and definitely. That's what I feel like people need to understand. And I feel like you probably probably got this before you probably like, okay, do I do this? But once you did it, you're like, oh my God, like I feel free. Mm-hmm. I've had that sort of freedom for like quite a long time. I'd say like maybe third year of high school I was like you know what I'm not like these other people I grew up with like a bunch of white people and I was I'm not like them so even if I am different that doesn't really affect it and I, then I just thought to myself what's the worst can happen so I did mad stuff in high school and uh, that's what gave me the character to just do whatever I felt like you know what I mean and that brings me to today to some extent you know what I mean 100% man again Shout out to you, man. You smashed it. I can never, like, I, you, you can never understand it. Like, when I see an Asian person, I'm not just saying, okay, like, discard every other race. I'm not saying that. It's just very rare to see someone in our community to go ahead and do something and be bold about a certain movement, for example, this. And that's why, like, I was like, shout out and mm-hmm. keep going, man. Keep going. What you're doing is spot on. I feel you give me too much credit. It's literally just talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, but see, like to be on a camera and literally express it. Like I know that like, you usually talk about other people's life story and stuff like that. And I seen you're like recently you're going to start talking about yourself, which I'm interested in. And I'm just buzzing to see what you do with that project. But um, it's not it's not as simple as being on camera and just doing it. It's it's harder. It's more. I feel like it's more deep than that. And it's crazy. And I think people that do go out the norm and do push boundaries that usually in our community is not pushed it's not something that you should take lightly and you should praise on and that's what I do no that's good does anyone else you think deserves mention who are doing similar things pushing boundaries I've seen a few things right I've seen a few people that have done a few things I've seen a few brands and stuff like that and again the reason I don't really pop up to a lot of people like if I see you in person and you've told me about it, I'm going to 100% gas you up because I love people. Like, I love it when people actually push past boundaries. Even if they're doing better than me, I do not care. As long as I'm seeing people like get up the lazy arse and doing something about it, that's what mm-hmm. gives me happiness for people. Like, I've always want everyone in life to achieve goals in certain aspects by pushing limits that they've never pushed before. And mm-hmm. when you did that, that's why I popped up to you because bruh it's not easy going in a camera like this took me a lot of guts to even come on today because i'm very <laughs> low-key when it comes to social life but mm-hmm. i was like my this guy's doing it man let's put him and get it happening be other people then so knowing you want to name knowing you feel i don't want to say but like this is some sort of advertising like some sort of billboard commercial right? i'm just but- curious myself <laughs> like i don't know i've seen this guy right and i don't know him personally and he's a friend of a friend and he does this thing called silk bubble and I think it's for your hair as far as I've caught and I've seen it about and a lot of people are talking about it 
and I don't. I think his name is. I, I think his name is Ado. Ado, yeah, Ado. I think it's him that's doing it, and I don't want to confirm the full name in the turn there's no his name, but <laughs> <laughs> but mate, the guy, the guy. I remember like someone mentioned it before, and I remember it was starting up, and what he's done it to do. It's like oh mate, like proud of the guy, man, smashed it. Um, there's a few other clothing brands. I remember before there was a there was a brand called Zavai. Zavai. I don't know who that was run by, but I knew it was by an Asian person. He done well. Like that was a new ch- chap. There's one I've heard of called December Wolf. Is like some Asian guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know. I know his I, face seen... looks like that's it. That's, <laughs> that's exactly. <such> a... <laughs> that's I'm the same as you. I remember he posed a few and then someone told me he was the owner. Um, for a guy that again. He smashed it, taking that step forward. Proud of the guy. Inshallah, he gets it to a place that he wants it to be and he pushes forward. I just wish everyone does the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, see again, again, I can't like, precisely choose certain companies and brands because I don't know the backstory. I just know the basic foundations. So, yeah, man, the guys, for again, as I said about 28 times in this podcast, where people are just going to be like, shut the hell up. We've heard it about 20 times, but pushed it, smash it. I bet you can hear my mum there, but if you can, <laughs> welcome to an Asian household. But yeah, man, everyone push it, man. And I hope everyone does well. That's the way I am. Inshallah, inshallah, you know. Mental health is a massive topic, right? And I'm I used to be like a lot of people don't like a lot of people don't talk about it because mental health is something that a lot of people don't talk about because if they did, there wouldn't be many people with mental health because a lot of people will be able to talk about it. Now I feel like culture is a massive thing in it. It is massive. Um, I feel like growing up as myself, I'll talk about myself, right? What we'll do is I'll talk about myself and I'll expand from it to other things. So once, what I didn't know mental health to a level. I thought it was something that people just wanted to label for the sake of labeling. I felt like it was a mental battle that people just kind of wanted us to feel sorry for. And I know that's a really bad mentality, but like, and and our and I feel like in our culture you have one thing either you're normal or you're bagel, which means crazy. And I felt like that was kind of pushed onto it. And my parents are very old school. Like my mum's hitting sixty four, and my dad's about sixty seven now. And they grew up in a different mentality. And obviously you're you are what your parents are, but but well you're meant to be a generation better now because obviously you're meant to be better than your parents because you learned their lessons now mental health was something that I didn't really want to label. Like I went through, a, I feel like personally, it started at a young age. I was really big. I was 17 stones of fat on me. And I was really overweight um, and I was really insecure and I didn't know where I was in the world. And like, yes, I, I was learning about the business side, learning about this, but with my appearance and image, I wasn't really technically fond of it. Now, I started mental health, but I got like depression. I remember, it's not, I'm not going to say I had major depression, but see, when you think about like certain things in your life, you're like, okay, why is this happening? Why can I not do better? And you're in this loop of the past and you never get over it because what you will do, you'll start from like your image to something that is so stupid in the past to something that's even more stupid in the past. And you just what does punch that mean? them together. So the way I mean it, like, so I was really insecure about my image and I'll have certain stuff in the past that I regret doing or 
I, I wish I could have changed because that's what depression is really. When you you think about the past and you're stuck in this loop of regret, you're never thinking about the future, in my opinion. And you think about the future and you're, you're always thinking, okay, why can I not do this? And you're always in this loop of absolute down regret. You don't want to talk to anybody. You want to just self-isolate and deal with it. But in reality, you're not dealing with it. You're just digging yourself a bigger hole until eventually you will need to get out. And when you think about getting out, there are stepping stones, but it's kind of impossible at the start, if you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, I get you. I had a few incidents in the past that I wish I could go back on. And a lot of people think his relationship has got nothing to do with relationships and stuff like that. I don't regret any of that. Those are learning curves. You learn from them. Um, Even though I've only been in one. But yeah, I feel like there were certain things that I wish I could change and I wish I could go into. And my weight at that time was really bad and I was really insecure. Like I used to wear jumpers. I never would wear t-shirts because I'd be like, okay, I wasn't happy with my body. And my brothers were always... They were athletes. My brother was an athlete. He, was, um, he played for Scotland cricket. So, like, having the him... Sorry? That's well good, Marshall. Marshall, like, he was doing well. So, like, when I used to see him, and my dad was a bodybuilder when he was younger as well. And when I was looking at him, I was like, oh, my God. Like, my dad was like that. My family's in that kind of, like, category. And I was just overweight. So, I was going down and down and down until it came to a point. I was like, Do you know what? Let's, let's stop moaning. And let's get it changing. Let's do step by step. Um, from because I had no, I had no hires. I had PE as a hire, but you know what PE as a hire is basically nothing. Well, unless you're doing something in that era. But for me, of what I wanted to do in life, it was nothing that I could contribute towards that. So from that, what I did was I got myself into college. I done. I started from scratch. I was an NQ level level six, I think I was. Um, and I started software development. I said, look, let me have a taster. Let's see what I'm all about. And then I started the gym. And I remember nothing was nothing was working in the gym because when you go gym start, you don't have anyone to teach you. Um, but yeah, I feel like mental health was a big thing in my life. And I still kind, I don't go through it as much as more because I've learned, like the biggest thing about mental health is you need to learn about it. You need to like, instead of neglecting it, and I think as Asian people, you try not to because you think, oh my God, this is not a good thing. People are going to look at me different. No, it's not. I feel like through anxiety and depression and having these low thoughts and stuff like that, that's what creates you as a person. And from starting the gym to learning how to progress, I started seeing progress and gaining that confidence through where I wanted my physique, uh, my appearance, my image, my education, my life goals. Everything started to shape up into a way that I liked it. Not going to say I never have moments where I'm down and I'm not depressed. I'll go through a phase. Sometimes I'll go through bad. Because see, with me, I've got ADHD, which is... A lot of people think you're just energetic, but it works in many ways. Like, my attention span can get really low. Like, I'll you'll be talking to me and I'll just listen to you for two seconds and I'll just go away somewhere. Um, and you've got a lot of energy to disperse and... Um, you see your emotions are more emphasised apart from anger so I'm talking about emotions such as like sadness or sympathy, having sympathy for yourself you want more sympathy do you get what I mean so mental health is a big factor and I think in this world it's less looked at especially for males and I feel like for males it's like be a man but no being a man is not necessarily 
taking it in the chin and holding it in. Being a man is someone that can express his emotions and understand how to talk to someone, if not build up next steps, if not even that, just take the next steps in life in general. And I feel like people need to start talking about this more and open it up about it more because there are people out there that suffer in silence and suicide rates are higher than COVID deaths. So you can imagine what is going on here. There has to be something going wrong in the system to not show enough tension for something like that. And the reason I say that is because I lost a friend to a suicide when I studied with him down south. And it hit me hard because I was the last person he phoned before he committed suicide. And this was not, this was about a year ago to a year and a half ago. And see, when I see that, I was like, the project I'm building that I was talking about earlier is going to have a massive charity for mental health behind it. And I feel very strong about mental health. And I feel like it should never be taken as a joke. If someone gives you a hint of feeling sorry or they feel down, you take action like that because that may be the last time you see them. Definitely, man. Definitely. How do you think? So for yourself, you said you were down in the hole, right? Was Did you say gym was the thing that helped you out of it? Or what helped you out of it? Then? It's mentality. Everyone has their own kind of dispersed of where they like to go, where their thinking zone is. Some people like to go for a walk. With me, I've got, as I said, I've got ADHD, which means I've got a lot of energy. So when I have a lot of energy, my energy gets used in physically or mentally. So if I don't use it physically, it'll hit me mentally. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, right? I have some days, but I think a lot of people do have that now. And But where I was at the start of the, the journey of mental health, it's a massive difference. I feel like a lot of people, like when I when people when I tell people I have ADHD, they'll be like, "Oh, are you okay?" I love it. I freaking love having ADHD. It's not a bad thing at all. I've learned how to use it. Like when it comes to gym, and I have that much extra energy, of course I love it. I get bigger. You train. You've got more into it. You've got more passion. Um, I'm a happy to good guy. I love good vibes, funny vibes, make me laugh, make other people laugh. That's the way I am. And even mental health, like a lot of people, like. I've got a weird concept of it. So when people say, like, I call mental health as, like, a reflection zone. And you think of what's going on. And what I've trained myself to understand is think about it, understand it, retract it, and then develop it. And that's what I do. So, for, for example, like, say, for instance, I'm down because I'm behind on a subject and I've got a few business uh business decisions I need to make within certain establishments that I'm, I'm a part of, what I would do was I would take a seat back, I'll let it hit me, I'll re- understand the main concepts behind what's going on, retract it as in take a take an understanding of the whole picture and then I would take the next step by step to get over it. And I think that's like, that's helped me a lot when it comes to mental health. And I think honestly when it comes to it, it should definitely be something that should be more spoken about, especially in Asian cultures, different cultures. I don't really expect like you, you get what I mean by what I mean by cultures. A lot yeah, of yeah, cultures definitely, definitely. And I feel like it should be opened a lot more, especially like I'm not saying female mental health. It should be less looked at. But I feel like male mental health, since it's the biggest suicide rates of killing men nowadays, it should definitely be looked at. And that's my opinion on it. 
just to st- statistically, you are correct uh, that it happens more to men and such. So therefore, it does support your case where you say it should be looked at more. And men do have other pre- pressures put on them just for being men. So I agree with you on yeah. that. Especially in I'm- Asian culture. Uh, you know how it'd be. But uh, I don't really know what else to say to that, to be honest. You, you said this stuff. I kind of felt it, self said it. I think, yeah, spot. I think it was spot on what I said. And I want to make a difference in that. And I think, inshallah, the certain movements I'm going to make for that, especially for the experiences I've had of losing people and doing going through it myself, I think I want to make that difference even if it's a little difference, as long as it's some sort of difference. And I think you never know how big I can make something like that and how many lives save, like you can save by just doing something little as that. Definitely. Inshallah, the endeavours you pursue are successful and you're able to get, they're able to develop and come to fruition and people are helped by it. Uh, I don't know what to say, to be honest. Do you, do you have anything to say to that? <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's kind of a topic where you either agree with it or you either don't. Mm-hmm. And if you do agree with it, there's not much you can add on to it. Yeah. Because you've agreed with the whole thing. But yeah, that was one thing. Like, I wanted to alert people, obviously, in the community. And through that, as many channels as I can use was one of them. And I really thank you so much for letting me, obviously, do that. But yeah, it's a big topic key points is let's move on from that but like it's a big topic we need to open eyes up about it a bit more and inshallah the stuff i do for it will open up a bit more but yeah that's about it man so the next topic is the main topic and that's current lives and this is about you as well mate because i want to know okay, a few things okay. as well. uh, you can ask me questions if you want i want to ask you one question right see as your life growing up obviously you're born in an asian household you've got obviously four sisters you were saying to me I think it was yeah, four, four sisters, sisters yeah. so you've had the same kind of touch as me what do you think the advantages of having three sisters or four sisters well, three sisters my three, four sisters in your case well, you're very used to women uh, see <laughs> compared to guys who just have brothers or on their own uh, you understand women better and you can get on with them better and uh, maybe you respect them more but <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, also, uh, just having older siblings in general, they've input parts of their personality into me, and having them, they also uh, raised me as well as my parents. You know what I mean? And they helped me get a solid moral ground, which keeps me away from just doing wrong things. But I'm grateful for it. You know, like I wouldn't be the person I am with my four older sisters. You know what I mean? yeah what what do you feel on it i feel like i would never trade my sisters for anybody i think the way i am the way i'm like i feel like yeah they do teach you how to did you you always have respect for women but they teach you how to respect women Mm -hmm. i think that's the big thing and i remember my sister said to me once that see if you ever disrespected a woman and we found out (laughs) they would kill me don't care who's that wrong if i ever said anything vile against a woman I'd get my, I'd get, I'd get circumcised. Well, you're not circumcised already. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'd get circumcised to another level. If you get what I mean, I don't know why that context came at me there, right? But 
I think they would knock me out. In other words, knock me uh-huh. out. <laughs> Weird weird way you worded it But yeah No I know what you mean Uh, Like my sisters talk about Like a hypothetical wife of mine right? They're like oh in the future When you have a wife uh, If you're in the wrong We're going to tell you you're in the wrong And we're going to side with her So which carries on to the same point That you made Uh, Yeah they stick up for women as well But uh, I, I, I like being the youngest you know as well, it just feels good, you know. I don't need to look after them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have niece and nephews, and you have your niece and nephews, and I do need like they look up to me in some regard, and I need to be uh, caring towards them. But being the youngest has benefits. I think I wish I had that. I feel like my nephew was born on my birthday. Same, so, same. Oh, oh my god, my birthday. One of my nephews was born on my birthday. It's mad. What age is your nephew? Eight. <laughs> well, see, lucky you, right? Because my nephew is like 14, 15 now, right? Mm. So when I was turning about six or seven, right, I was spoiled. Like, I wasn't spoiled, right? I was given a lot. Like, I was got, gotten away with lots. So he was born on my birthday. So when he was born on my birthday, I remember one of my birthdays, right? I'm the older one, so I should be the one getting more presents, right? Mm-hmm. He had a cake, like, I had a cake, right? And I could tell it was Asda make cake, right? You could tell it was Asda, right? And he got a freaking shot out picture, his face on a picture, like one of those prestige cakes. And I got a wee truck, right? And I looked at his side, and he got seven trucks. Seven? <laughs> and I remember, I was like, for God's sake. So, yeah, he stole half of my birthdays until I hit 16. Mm-hmm. And then I was the kind of like, okay, he's older now, mm-hmm. 16, 18, and 21, like your years, like you kind of get spoiled. And yeah, but I remember that. That was really traumatic when I was younger. But do you know what? I wouldn't change it. I loved it. Yeah. Gave me that. Taught me a few things, but I loved it. I remember my childhood. My childhood was great. I loved it. What about yourself? How was your childhood? Uh, as my a- childhood, uh- was good as well but the thing is I wouldn't say I was spoiled I think uh, they kept me uh, humble <laughs> and they kept <laughs> me like normal but uh, my childhood was I don't know like I never have I don't have like major trauma from it anything. like some people tell you about some shit about their childhood and you're like fucking hell man that's a bad gene <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm exactly. glad about that yeah I, can't, I can only be grateful for men you know bro I, I don't I think like what would you say, right? Imagine, like, right, do you think, you you said to me you love being the youngest, right? What would you do, right, if you had a nephew? See what it is, right? I feel like, imagine if your nephews were a bit older. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be like, what's the point being the youngest? <laughs> because that's the assumption I had. I guess, but, like, at the end of the day, it's still your nephews, you know what I mean? And you're the youngest of your family. Oh, of course. Of but, course. Uh, yeah, I don't think that would really change much, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, my parents would be grand, that's their grandchildren, but being off you, being a child of your parents, you're treated different to a grandchild, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Now, I'm not saying in a way that, oh my God, my wife will got these nieces. I love my nieces and nephews, nephews to bit, bit, well, to bits, sorry, I don't know why I started there. And um, I wouldn't change them for the world, man, but freaking hell man I, I, I think my family are nuts because it's like so many 
nieces and nephews kicking about. My family, like, see, my family are like, I think my family is huge. And it's very, and it's like, I've not met anyone that hardly knows bits and bobs in my family. There's someone, someone knows. I think <laughs> that's what it is. And I have that is mad. I feel I'm related to everyone. I realise, like, <laughs> oh, everyone's my cousin. I find out. Uh, once I was doing charity work, I realised the guy leading it, he was my cousin. Uh, <laughs> another person in the organisation was my cousin. And another one. And it's, it's just small world, you know. Everyone's related to everyone. This was a bit off topic, right? But I want to ask you this, right? Because I want to know this. What made you start as most of say? A lot of people ask me this. Uh, I like having conversations with people. And I feel everyone has a story to tell. So I want to hear people's stories. Plus, I just like talking. Uh, I find it fun and talking to people. Like, I'm a, some people are texters, some people are phone call people. I'm a phone call person. I'll call my people up and I'll be like, you man, you want to hear a story or you got any stories for me? And uh, that's what I'm like. So this is just a way of like documenting it to some degree. And I have a lot of conversations and I wish I could record them all. But because I just find that interesting. But uh, to summarise it, yeah, just everyone has a story to tell and I want to hear everyone's story. That's the, that's, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm, I'm like you in that way. I'm a phone call person. Mm-hmm. I cannot be arsed texting. Yeah. Like, I can't like be bothered. I'd rather like, let's talk about it. I'm more face to face action yeah. or on call. I hate texting. I re- rarely reply. And that's the way I am. I reply to the people that I'm, I'm really close to, but mm-hmm. like, if, when it comes to other people, like I am very sociable, but phone or phone call or face to face is where it's at. Not yeah, definitely. For me, text. one more question for you. I've got one more question, right? I want. To, there's a few questions I wanted to ask you, right? So I will ask them throughout today, right? But um, I'll, the, the next question was, you said to me in this call, right, on this podcast so far, that you were brought up by, like, the white people. Mm-hmm. The white community, and <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds like my family's white. But I know what you mean. <laughs> I grew up in a white area around white people. What is your what like? Obviously, like, did you have a an upbringing at the start where it was like Asian community, and no. then you went to white people? Or was it just straight white people from then on? Straight white people, like uh, the house um I was born into, is uh, just a white area. I've never been in a place with Asians. I live far out from, not far out, but like about a Glasgow and the school was mostly white people. Uh, I only started getting to Asians, like the first Asian people I met was through working in a warehouse and the more other people, Asian people I met was I met through charity work. So that's my, that was like my first interaction, but I'm not, I'm not whitewashed, you know what I mean? Like some people who are... Yeah, I got my daisy touch, you know. Some people who are raised to white people, not they just become like just another white person and a brown, a coconut, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm different to that. I, I, I kept a hold of it. And with my four older sisters, they are very Asian. So that kept me also Asian, you know. I feel like I'm the same. I feel like I went really coconut. Right, so basically, right, when I was when I was younger, the reason I was coconut, right, I'll tell you why this is the reason, the main reason, right? I remember right, I was really close to a group of boys, right? And I remember I'm not gonna lie to you, right? 
with the certain Asian, I'm not going to say all Asians are like this because not all of them are. There's like, I was just friends with a certain genre. <laughs> and I remember I got, I I don't know how to pronounce this, right? I was going to get jumped by my best mates, basically, right? Right? Why? I know that sounds mad, but I remember, right, I was going to get jumped by my best mates, which I did. I got my head burst open, right, there and then, right? Mad experience. Never would change it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. It sounds weird, right? But I'm happy that happened, right? Because it taught me a lot, like, not to turn your back, make sure your back's guarded and stuff like that, 100%, right? Now, after that, I was confused, right? Because from having just a small community of friends in school, I was like, okay, this was it, man. I, I was like, do you know what? I started to like dislike Asians because I had the assumption when you're a kid, you've got a narrow-minded head. When one thing happens, you blame on everything. And that's where I think your teenage years come from. So I blamed it on like Asian people and I didn't really necessarily, I didn't hate them, but I didn't like them either. And I think that that was the biggest experience I had. And I think you could probably understand why. Yeah, Imagine getting your best jumped by some... Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So then I, I got into the white community and not going to lie, right? I would, even till this day, I would never doubt them. I would never say anything about them. I'll, they were honestly amazing people I met. Um, learned a lot of experience. They kind of spread my wings, kind of hanging, became myself through some of it, but I was still a follower. But then I feel like when I started becoming dominant was when I started getting into my Asian touch. And again, you from your sisters in it and from your family and then from Asian people I started to meet. Um, after that, it was just like, I realised that I love my Asian side and I would never change it. I love my fresh side. I would never change it for the world. No, I totally like having Asian in this. Asian. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Having Asianness in you is a good thing, you know. It gives you a unique spice, and it's good to stay connected to your roots. You like don't let go of that, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. And I've seen people that have like proper whitewashed. I'm just thinking, man. Like I love. I don't know what music you're into, right? But I'll put. I'll tell you a few songs, right? This is a few. This is sung by a female girl. It's called "Mary Deceive Me." I know what song it is. Yeah, you want you want to sing yeah, us some? So- Try and, oh, try and, try and, for people who don't know what it's like, come on, let's hear some. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Man. Come on. If you were in a karaoke, right? If you were in a karaoke, right? I'd be up for it. I love, like, if you jump in your pal's car, karaoke on the dot happens. Literally, that's all my private story is and my main, uh, <laughs> main Instagram account is just me singing in people's cars. <laughs> that's what I love. Like, I love it. Like, Mary deceived me and, You've got I love I love the nineties tracks, right? Like the old Punjabi. Like you I feel like there's two genres. You've got the proper Punjabi, like the proper Indian Punjabi, and then you've got the Asian Pakistani mm-hmm. Punjabi as well. Like I feel like Mary Nasibmi is like Asian Pakistani. And I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone watching this disagrees, right? But something like um there's a song, right? I don't know what it's called, right? And I heard this and one of my one of my best friends, right? They've told me this song and it's called, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's something to do with Daru. It goes, Daru Pike, Daru Pike. No, yeah, it's my life. Right. I, I think a few people will understand on this, right? But there was a few songs that like, um, that you can tell that are like proper Indian Punjabi. But see, with me, right, I feel like I'm more fond of like the Pakistani kind of music. Mm-hmm. 
old school. Like I'm talking about the nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Me what personally, uh, I don't know how to describe it, man. Like I like a lot of just Bollywood stuff. <laughs> give me, give me, give me a plug. Man, I'll see what's, what's on my, what's on what I've been listening to recently. I don't know, man. I don't know if I should get into it. <laughs> no, go for it, man. Like, let's go into genres. I don't even know how to pronounce it. half of it sometimes, though. You know what I mean? Like, try to do what I did. I kind of went Daru PK, Daru PK, because I was like a, like a main bit in the song. So let's, let's hear it. One song's called Galat Femi. From... Oh, you heard it? Right, right, right. I've heard a bit of it. I think okay. I've heard of it. That's a good one. Sometimes I like, you know, like just the, the chill ones. Uh, sometimes I like some Punjabi songs, you know, like, you know, that Lahore song. Lahore, the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, you know. Uh, aye, that was that. Yeah, that was good, aye. Sometimes I just like some Rahit, you know, some Rahit Fatih Ali Khan, you know. You... I wonder if I, I'm going to put a song on, right? And I know that I know that this song's very old school. It's called Let Me Get This Right. And there's a guy that he makes a certain noise in it. And it's mad that noise, right? You think it's so stupid, right? But the way he does it is so impossible to do it, right? I want you to give a try at it. Now I make everyone do this. Try the noise, okay. Okay. Right, okay, right. I'm gonna put it on, right? But I don't know, I'm gonna try and put it loud, right? But it's like you'll know what I'm talking about, and you'll be like, what the hell? How the hell did he make that noise? I'm a try. Like, how I'm the try. hell do you have the How the hell do you go to a studio and make this noise? Right? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, imagine sitting in a studio and you're making this noise. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I say we do something. Right. We rate songs. Right. We rate a couple of songs. You show me some, and I I'll is, show you some. I can't really play them on this. I don't get copyrighted. You know. Do you think? Yeah. No, right, you ready for this, right? You ready? See if anyone, right? If anyone can make this noise, I swear down, man, I would, I'd probably give them two, three hundred quid. That is a mad noise. What is this noise? Right, ready? Ready? Wait. Can you hear it? So. Listen. That's the noise. I can try it. I can try it. What? I can try it. I need. I need hear it again. Need hear it again. I need hear it again. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Hold on. Right. Right. Let me play it. He's coming in, did he? That is a mad noise. It's hard, it's hard. I, I don't it know. is, like, I, I don't and know. do you know what's worse? He gets worse, isn't it? He gets worse because he starts going like this. Dur, 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 and you're like, what the hell? How can you go in the studio and just start making noises? Yeah, I don't but I can do I'll show it. you. I, I can't do it either. I try to do it. register. I can't do it. I can't do it. But that's, see, that's one of my favourite songs. That's one of my favourite songs. <laughs> Is one of my top songs. They, I've got like three top right. Obviously, when it comes to like, depends on the event and the card, the certain songs and a wedding. Like, I don't know if you know about this too. So, an Asian wedding, right? You know the song Dilbar, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone knows Dilbar. I feel like, see the Dilbar, right? 
we obviously in our culture when it comes to like songs like that we do get like a lot of like dancers male dancers that are dressed up as women and Asian weddings I don't know if you've ever had I've an experience with them but they're not before, but yeah. I've, I've, I've they are not I've seen those kind of dancers better than girl dancers and even male dancers freaking I think they're just crazy man and I feel like they can dance too, but I remember right Dilbar was the first time I heard and I remember this um, they weren't they weren't um, transsexuals they were not transsexuals they do that as a side hustle weirdly enough that's the thing but okay. I learned about it it was like do you know the ones that dress up as women and they come and dance a wedding right I've not got any hate for that I respect you I respect you I don't care what you do in your life and whatever that is if you're a good person you're a, you're a good person and that's the way I don't care what gender what sexual orientation you have that's for your in your personal life as long as you're nice to me like and I'm nice back to you that's the way it is be nice and be nice back that's what religion teaches us but like freaking hell I remember it I got up and danced straight and this guy was wiping the floor I feel like I'm quite stiff right? and I don't know what you're like when it comes to Asian dancing or any sort of dancing but this guy, this, well, he did refer himself as a guy, so I'm going to call him he, okay? He told me to refer him as he, right? Because okay. his name was Amar, but his stage name was Precious. <laughs> right? So he said to me, right? Well, he gave me that pronoun, so I'm going to call him he, because he told me that's what he refers to, right? But he was wiping the floor with some of the best dancers I knew that were just male and just female. He was just wiping it and then see from then I was like, do you know what? Freaking hell, man. That community is crazy. Uh, yeah, why, why don't you get some tips off them, get some dance lessons from them? <laughs> yeah, some of them are crazy, man. Some of them can move, man. But I'm not saying like I'm preen or anything, but I think I can I can see someone perform. It doesn't matter what kind of dancing it is and I can tell if it's good or not. You can mm-hmm. do freaking ballet and if it's good ballet, I can and I feel it, mate. I'm gonna be like too right, mate. Too right. Keep it going. Show some moves. I want to see some moves. I'm too stiff. I feel like I'm so stiff now, but I'm gonna get lessons because a few of my family members are getting married, mm-hmm. and I want to be like on the floor, my deals are blasting. Definitely. Get a few songs on. Get the even the slow dances. You know what I mean? What do you mean? The slow dance is like there's a few songs that you can't really go full out on. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like you yeah. have to kind of go slow, like. But I don't know, man. That that's Bollywood for me, man. But what you like? I'm gonna ask you a question. What did you think about the new drill? The new drill scene kicking about the drill grime. I'm not London a rap? big fan of English rap in general. I, I just I really? can't hack it. Really, yeah, it's not my sort of thing. I'm much more of an American rap type of guy. I, I can't drill. Was just. I can't explain it. I just, I'm not a fan. I know everyone, like a lot of people like it, but it's just not for me. I hated it. I used to get cringed over it and then I started liking it. Weirdly enough. But see, when you say American, what's your opinion on those guys? Which guys? Those guys. Those guys? Would you... you don't know who those guys is? No. Right, so he's just an upcoming guy. He came out recently, I'm not going to let in the last couple, like three, four years. And see, for me, that guy was, oh my God, man, that guy was motivational. Like, he inspired me with a lot of things just because not what his bars necessarily mean, it's just the deep behind. 
he spoke more about mental health as well. That's one of the reasons I liked it. What about logic and stuff like that? What, what logic's kind of, what cool. Kind of yeah, logic's true. Well, my favourite has to be, you know, Kanye West. He, he's my top tier. He's very misunderstood. I've listened to his whole discography and each album is totally different. And the subject matter, if you actually look into each album, it's, it's amazing. He's, in my eyes, the best. I feel like Kanye West, when I started listening to Kanye West is when he brought out How Could You Be So Heartless, that tune, Heartless. Yeah, Eight Ways and Heartbreaks. That, that, see, when I heard that and then, I don't know, like, Stronger, that's what it's called, Stronger. Mm-hmm. That's Makes it Stronger. Uh, I like that as well. I feel like Kanye West is a very, very unique person and definitely. I respect him for that. He's himself to the core. Like I've never met someone that shows himself that much to the core. Mm-hmm. No, straight up, straight up. Uh, he suffers from bipolar, uh, but I feel that makes him better. He's able to be more creative because of it. I feel like him. I like. I, I like. I like Kanye West. I have respect for him, and I always will because he was like the first one in the scene. I remember I was in primary seven. Primary six and Heartless came out, and that was my jam, man. Every day, man, how could you be so heartless? Even though I've never had a relationship at that time, but I sung it like I meant it. <laughs> but um, I like, I like the new, the new ones. See, from the new ones, like the uprising ones, the new younger ones. What you, what you thinking about them? That you've got your Lil TJ, you've got your obviously all them kind of lot. I'm not a fan of like a lot of the new shit. I know I sound like heavy old when I say that, but a lot of it is just very surface level, you know? I feel a lot of... Typical. Yeah, typical, not really breaks out of much boundaries and just sticks to the same formula. And it's just like, obviously the same, like money, bitches and stuff, you know what I mean? Drugs. Money, sex and drugs, and that's all it's all about. And I feel like the rappers that like I don't mind if you talk about it. Like obviously Tupac yeah. had his moments where where he was talking about him being like a baller, him and that, but there was like parts where he was like, Okay, this is Tupac. This is mm. the story. Biggest question everyone asked Tupac or biggest most? I feel Biggie is more listenable just every day. Tupac was more deep though. Like his he his message and a lot of it was like yo bro, let's get with the hood, let's try and make the black community better. Well Biggie, his was more fun to listen to though. So it's hard to decide, man. Like if I was gonna just listen to it on the regular, I think I'd say Biggie. Because it's just more fun. Where the two pack stuff is more real. It's like, yeah, this girl got Thing he had, it. I don't know, I can't remember the song that get has a baby, yeah. That song that's like that shit's real, man. You know what I mean? Where yeah. Biggie's talking about flipping girls being so nice that he sucks their dad's dick and shit like that. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, oh, that's real shit. That's real shit. He said, but, but yeah. he's like, he's he's like, he's like, see, with, I know I 100%, like, do you know what, right? I was gonna say one. But see, the point you just made is actually spot on. I feel like Biggie was something where you're like, I'm the fucking shit when he comes mm-hmm. on. You gasses you up. You're like, yeah. hey, Tupac, like, okay, man. Like, he's, oh, mate, like, that meant something. Or, mm-hmm. oh, my God. 
but then Tupac had a few songs where you're just like the same kind of vibe. But yeah, like, yeah. I feel like Biggie did. There's something, there's a song he brought out called Suicidal Thoughts. Yeah, and which one are you talking about? Yeah. And he goes, fuck it. I don't know what, no, where is it? But he goes, suicides in my mind. And he talks about the whole story. Mm. That hit hard where he was like talking about like his life. And, and what, it's not something I can be like jamming to. It's something that you yeah. listen to. And it's not something you listen hell, to in the car man. with other people, really. I think that's what's safe. It's like something that you, it's like something that you have a reaction channel over and you're listening to each bar and you're making mm-hmm. sure you're catching out. And that, like, I can see he's fun, but he does have some deep songs as well. I, guess, I, guess. I like that about him. Like, even Nas. Oh, Nas is very good. I rate him highly. So from the throwback, like, did you ever, you, I, I've got a feeling you were into the R&B scene back in the day. You got your... R. Kelly and all that. <laughs> we don't really talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, no, he, despite his actions, uh, you can separate the R from the artist, and uh, he had some good tunes out there, you know, like Biggest Remix to Ignition. That's, that's just... Whenever I hear that song, it reminds me of one of my friends. It was one of her favourite songs. But no, that's... You know, that is like, I'm gonna like, do you know when you go like ah, and you just let it go, and you, you kind of like do like I don't know how you do that. It's like the wave, you do the wave, and it goes the wave goes right through your body. We talk. You know how people go like that, and they go like that. Oh, you talking dancing? Like they get the wave coming all the way up. Oh, okay. I, I, for a second, I was so confused. What, what were you referring to? <laughs> what see the fuck's going Yeah. Yeah. No, I get. I know. And then you kind of do that from your body, and you kind of mm-hmm. go. And you do that kind of, I, I don't know, I think that was quite embarrassing what I just did, right? But it's like one of those moments, man. And I feel like that song gives me that kind of goosebump. Mm-hmm. But I was, I liked R. Kelly. I liked, do you know, even though, like, see the beef behind 50 Cent and Ja Rule? Yeah. I feel like they were great artists, right? And I, I was, I was like, I was a kid, right, in school that I wrote 50 Cent was my hero because he killed people, right? Because I was like primary five. So I was one of those wannabe gangsters, you get mm-hmm. what I mean? Like watched that watched that movie and I thought it was all it. And I remember I got sent home for that and I got <laughs> I was a really I thought I was a really big 50 cent fan because I, I just I thought he was so cool and his music was like the shit man. And then obviously he had a beef for Ja Rule and obviously I was in 50 Cent side, but I feel like there's a few songs that Ja Rule brought out and I was like, oh, this guy's this guy can go as well like as in he's got good art form his music is on point and the favourite about Jaru, I would say is the clap back and goes we gonna clap back we gonna clap back and I can't say the next word because I'm not in the community to say that (laughs) 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 Uh, I think we should move on to our next and final topic now Uh, yeah no worries uh, you want to talk about fashion from the fashion man, I got roasted in my last one. I didn't get roasted, but I got kind of all right. I'm basic ketchup, and that's when I was like, that. I was like, okay, that was mad, but fair enough. But, um, yeah, I feel like fashion for me has been really weird, and I feel like I'm still like empowering and understanding it and finding my own place in it, and I'm slowly getting there. But what do you think? What about like just in general about fashion? 
what do you think? Like, um, what do you think about my fashion taste? I want okay. you to give your. Should we go point. into specific ones? We'll go into specific fits, right? Okay, let's go for it. Let me just. So for the first one, right? This is probably uh, my favourite of all your fits, and I'll explain why. Right. Okay. So here, you're wearing a fila jacket, uh, a guest top with some like skinny sweatpants with Puma RS zeros on. I like what I like about this is the colour, and uh, I think you should carry that forward with you. Uh, what's the story behind this picture? Is there a story? Any memories tied to this? I, I was at that moment in life, right? I feel like where I was before that was like quite low, it was quite down. And as I was telling you about before, I took this picture after I succeeded in three, four goals of mine, which was number <laughs> one was financially getting myself to a stage. And number two, getting into a place education-wise and mentally, I was just like tranquility. That's why it's called tranquility, because it was peace. Oh, I was at the peace at the moment. No, I get you, I get you. I think that's when I was like, I was like, do you know what? I dress like a typical gay person. I want to learn more, even though if I start start from like basic clothing, mm. basic person, like obviously skinny, this and that, I'll start somewhere and this is my starting point. Well, I'd say you should never go into the mindset like you want to dress like something. You should just feel it out. Just wear that's, what I, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like, so what I mean by that, like, was I want, I was following a crowd as I said in the start, like in the start of the podcast, but see that at this point, I wanted to like kind of understand where am I in the fashion sense? Like where am I? Like what do I, what do I actually enjoy representing myself as? And what do I actually like? Let's put that together. And the first thing I actually liked that I didn't really take opinion and I just wanted was those trainers. Mm-hmm. No, they're nice. I waited, I, like I waited months for them because they were out of stock at one point. And to get that exact color scheme, they didn't bring them mm. out till another four to five months. As soon as I seen them, I cropped them. All right. What I'd say about this is you're trying with the colour and all that, but in a lot of your other fits, you sort of gave up on that with trying to be more out there. You go back to uh, the general, uh, just like normal, you know what I mean? I'll send the next one, right? And this shows how we've, it seems like you've, regressed into just just stop like, huh you can say like, that but that's, that's not what I meant no I just meant just normality but if that's oh, what you want to show that's what you want to show but from the sound of it you want to be out there yeah yeah right so yeah that that, that makes sense I feel like yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense so see when you say like I regressed as in See the fact uh, when it comes to the color schemes and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. like, what do you think it was the fact that I kind of went to the basic black and black and white, or like the not necessarily, or... it's not even about color, it's just about the choice of things. So, I've sent one this fit, this is just like an average, like you know, jump out fit. And if that's what you're going for, that's all right, but by the sound of it, that's not what you're going for, you know. What I mean, so see, with me, right, I feel like. I've still got a long, long journey when it comes to it. Like, I still like my skinny fits. I still like my tight fits. 
I still like um, my. I'm starting to like before. I hated loose fits like trousers, and I just felt so uncomfortable in them. See the thing, and is then I started to buy. Sorry. If skinny is what you like, then just own it. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to progress on something. You don't need to just because other people aren't a fan of it go on to the baggy stuff. Just stick to the skinny if that's what you like. I did like it, but it's not because of other people. I think I'm getting bored of it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting bored with being myself in skinny jeans and skinny trackies. And I'll never lose that because the certain times I like to just jump out, put these on. That was one of those bits. This wasn't like... See, with me, like, this wasn't like a fit like, oh my God, like, this is the shit. I just mm-hmm. took this picture because, again, that was a turning point in my life. What is, so your pictures, your Instagram is more about this is the mindset I was in at a certain time in my life. Yeah, so for my own intervention is like, it's like I thought instead of relying on everything else, I'm now relying on myself and I'm proving that by certain actions in that point. So it's like, it's like a, how do you, what was it called? Biography, is it? Yeah, biography. An autobiography is when you write about yourself. Biography is when you so get this, wrote about. So with me, I keep social media in a place where I'm not going to but directly write my Instagram, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. Like yeah. this. I keep that very private. I feel like the people that are close to me in life, I let them know. But like when it comes to certain things, I like to put it out in a way. And I want these quotes to be like, oh man, he's formed his own intervention. Like, what does that mean? Or, okay, <laughs> I want to do that. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Thing I ask, why is comments turned off? Now... I used to have comments on and I used to have a wide, like I used to have about, I'm not, I'm not really popular. Like I got 20 or over five. I'd be surprised if I got, like the most I've ever had was 14 probably comments. And that's me replying to them as well. <laughs> For me, that's so, a lot, man. I don't give a fucking nine. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> so I feel like in my life, when I had comments turned on, people that used to scope out about my life and wanted to know more, they would look at the comments and they wouldn't, they would judge on that, like not women, but men actually as well. Oh, this is his friend group. And I personally wanted to keep my life private. And that's for personal reasons, such as progression. I like to do progression at my start on my own. And I feel like turning off my comments gave not mystery, because I don't I don't really mind what you think about me, good or bad. Good, thank you, but bad, good for you. Do you get what I mean? Um but I wanted to so like kind of privatize it a bit more. It's public, but I wanted to privatize the personal connections I have with people in my life. Okay, I understand that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't relate to that because I don't get many comments. I add my Instagram <laughs> as actual like private, so that also adds to it. I don't have that fear. But another thing on my own Instagram is it's not personal. It's just it's literally just outfits. I don't like put down like oh man, that's how life is. Not I guess that's more the podcast about. So I don't have I don't have that in my life. But no, it makes sense why you turned off comments. Now I'd say this is a good fit. This is a classy. You know, you taking your getaway on a date fit. Hey. So right, you, okay. So you got right, the okay. Alexander McQueen's on tight jeans, as you say. A sweater and a grey overcoat. I like the matching of the colours, but uh, I like this is classier, you know, and if this is what you want to portray yourself as, then continue to do so if that's how you feel. I love my classy fits. I love my long jackets. I love, mm. like, 
I love the McQueens is like I've always realised that a lot of Asians don't wear McQueens. A lot of Asians stick to Louis Vuitton, Gucci and stuff like that. And Alexander McQueen's is more of a white community based or anything above think so? brown Pakistanis, especially. I don't think a lot of Pakistanis wear it. Now those shoes, I was they were last seasons at the time I bought them. So which means that the chances of me getting them were very low. And those are the only McQueen's I ever liked. And I remember I got scams four hundred and twenty for them. And then I had to pay out neck a further three to four hundred pounds to get them. Because <laughs> I was upset. So I was buying for someone, right? And obviously, like, I trusted the source, believe it or not, who told me to buy it from. But I got scammed by that person and I got blocked. I didn't hate on him. I didn't swear at him. I think, fair enough, if that was written to happen in my destiny, that was written, forgive and forget. Why hold on to something? It's £400. It's not like if I had that £400, that was going to make my life even much better at the moment. It taught me a lesson. Make sure you know who the hell you're buying from. Then there's a company called Label Station. Now, I know my mate. I know my mate works for them. So he was like, okay, these are decent people. They sell legit stuff. So I bought it off to them. And that's it. I fell in love with them. And I wanted to wear them with a fit. And I thought, the classy look. I love that look. Like with the sharp, skinny trousers, with the McQueen's or with smart trainers. And I feel like, personally, I don't know. I don't know if you think I suit it. What would you say? I'd say you suit it. Uh, McQueen's, personally, I'm not really a fan of McQueen's. Not to do with like, the culture thing you explained, just I, I think they're, you know, a Stan Smith. I'd rather have a Stan I'd, Smith, you know what I mean? At that point. But uh, I feel like, do you feel like they're more of a statement? McQueen's. I guess, but it's not like I'm not I'm not a designer type of guy. I just like casual, you know, chill stuff. I, I'm not like into like more expensive things, you know what I mean? The only expensive shoes I've got is those. I like I like brands that, like I do have my brands that people have heard of, but personally I like brands that no one's heard of. <laughs> no, I get it gives you. that and I like that. I do, what, what, what about yourself? What do you like when it comes to brands? What do you look for when you go and try to buy like a hoodie, for example? More just design than brand. Uh, I love uh, since the most basic hoodie ever is the Nike Club hoodie. It's like just a plain hoodie. I like the comfort of it and just the, the sizing and all that. Uh, and it's reasonably priced, you know what I mean? It's like... 30 to 40 uh, yeah like colour is another thing that I look at but uh, yeah I, I don't really look to like I know a lot of people have like love the essentials hoodies uh, to me they're just kind of okay kind of boring but the thing is I want stuff that stands up to time and like if you look throughout the last like I don't know five years you can see what's came in and out like, obviously, last few years, off-white. People obsessed yeah. off-white hoodies. Now that's gone. Well, just a lot of people, that's gone. Uh, for me, I don't really care about the cycle of things. Uh, currently, as I was saying, there's a Centros. Recently, there's a Pam Angels thing. Uh, for me, I just want something that I'll keep forever, to some extent. Because another thing, which a lot of people don't think about, is sustainability. When it comes to clothes, clothes makes up a large percent of... Uh, wastage in the world 
uh, you buy them, you lose a hole in it, you can't really wear it if there's really a hole in it, so you get rid of it, and that's a whole garment gone. So I want to I wanna get things that I'll wear for a long time, and yeah, I've never given into trends, really. I feel like I'm not, like, see, if it, like, I'll follow, like, I like trends, like, for example, if the fashion is loose fit, I'll find my, I'll try to find myself in that loose fit condition. If it's skinny, I'll find myself, like, my touch into it. It might not look like it sometimes, but again, again, you learn every day, like, obviously, your advice that you gave me there, I'm going to look into that, but I've seen a few things that you've wore, and I feel like you do have drippy stuff. It's not okay among clear like when when I get when a person's like for example when it comes to cars as well, I won't look at the merc. I would look at the throwback of like I would look at a Type R, mm-hmm. a Honda Civic EP3 Type R than a merc, and that's because that's different, man. I've seen people like, what do you like with cars? I'm not really a car guy to be honest, but if I was able to get any car, I like American muscle cars. They look cool. You know, I can I can actually picture you in one mate like that. I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know they were that expensive. Like they 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 start off pricing about a hundred k. That's mad. That's mad. <laughs> and they're like five six liters as well. They're crazy, man. But I'm a I'm a car head. But there's mm-hmm. no point going into it because you're just going to be like, all right, yeah, I don't give a shit. Be <laughs> beyond me. See see my recent right. I wore a night tracksuit, right? Do you think, as a person, I'd suit a looser fit than a skinny fit? So in my recent, um, I've got a picture of me and I've got my niece mm-hmm. in my no, arm. I see, I see it. When it comes to the way I present myself, would you think, in your opinion, that I would suit skinny or loose or both or more of this or that? You're, see, you're if we me. go to your second recent, I think... That's a good example, a better example, because uh, I like the hoodies kind of baggy on you. Right. The joggies, they're tighter. That's, you know, they're, I think that's all right. And the most recent one, uh, I can't really tell. The photo isn't really like a outfit pic, you know what I mean? It's mostly just like you chilling with your fam. So I can't really tell in that one mostly. You get me? But, yeah, 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 because I'm not standing in a way that you can properly see it. Yeah. Just like somewhat covering all that, but I'd say with a baggier hoodie is alright. But a uh, martial art, you have a nice physique, so I think if you want to show that, you show that through tightness. Uh, obviously, it comes down to like modesty and all that. But that's yeah. a whole different discussion. In your third, not third, fourth recent, you're wearing a really tight red hoodie. I don't think that's as nice as uh, the hoodie I said before. Uh, just it's too tight. It feels. Yeah. It looks plastered on, and it? <laughs> it looks plastered but, on. But uh, I like it because it because of the physique, as you said. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of not show it off, but I like I love the feeling of it because I don't know, I don't know. Like, but I like the feeling of tight that fits as well because I feel like it's all clean cut edged. If you get what I mean, I get that. I get that. Uh, I feel if you're free one day, I'll take you places and we can try some things. <laughs> right? Now I'm being serious that like, you can try other things and maybe you'll like other things. But uh, yeah, you've got to try some. You got to see what else it is, you know. Maybe you like it. Maybe 100%. I'm it. always up for learning, man. I'm always but, up uh, for learning, and you've got that touch that I like. So I would, I would definitely take certain few, certain like advice off yourself when mm-hmm. it comes to certain like fashion tips because you've got, you've got a genre, and I think 
I think users have got quite. I, I like your like fashion taste, come, like the way you you put things together and the way they mix and match. So I like that. Um, so 100% me one day, mate. Let's get it happening. A wee silver bird trip or a bay head trip. Let's get Today. it happening. Uh, yeah, and because uh, you can try other things, and uh, the hard part is seeing what else there is out there to know what to try. You know what I mean? If you're only surrounded by like some people and you only look at your people around you, you only end up wearing the things that you see. Whilst if you look beyond that, uh, you'll try other things, you know. There was one thing right, that we spoke about before we were we were before like all of the recording and I want to kind of get into it but I want to touch it to what we're talking about now right so a lot of people right obviously you've said to me by the way you said it to me you are straight obviously and you yes. I don't want to say anything because yes, I'm heterosexual I don't judge anything. for the yeah, right. Uh, record right okay so you were saying something about like obviously so when you look at Obviously, naturally, human instinct, we check out men and we check out girls. We check out men what they're wearing so we can put an idea to our closet. Or we'll check, we won't check out men in the sense of their physique or anything. We'll check, like, oh, mate, he's got a nice pair of trackies, nice pair of trainers or something. Yeah, you take inspiration. A woman. Yeah. So, like, if you were to look at a woman, right, in the sense of you were like checking them out and like seeing what would be an outfit that you would like to see in a woman? Because I can tell you're a fashionable person. I so do this all the time. What, like, I look at girls not for their body or physique, but I look at what they're wearing. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, uh, this sounds wrong. Right? I follow a lot of girls on Insta, like fashion Insta girls, right? Like from all over the world. And I take inspiration from them. I see what they're trying. Because I've also realised it's been doing a saucer toss, but guys just can be more boring. So I'd say, look at what girls are wearing. Obviously, we'll start wearing dresses and shit, but you yeah. can take inspiration from things like, uh, I'll send you some accounts later and you can look <laughs> at them and uh, take inspiration. But, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's a few hoodies that are, like, oversized that I bought, but they're, like, they're women. But you can't really tell because they wear them in a different. certain way that I don't look women. With jeans, which mentioned earlier, is totally different because, obviously, <laughs> the body of a woman has hips and stuff. And that's totally different to a man's, but a hoodie doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, wear it if you want. That's one. That's one thing I wanted to know. The next step, right? This is where it gets a bit deep, right? So if you ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I would say right. So, obviously, the community when it comes to like dating and obviously relationships, when it comes to our community, see with me. Okay. See when it comes to it, I'm so random, right? Okay. I'm so random. Like I'll go switch and switch and mix, right? So when it, I've always wanted to know like people's opinions on this, right? So obviously our community, when it comes to it, is a lot more safe, like secretive. Some people are quite out there and they'll be like, "Yes, I'm in a relationship," but a lot of people hide it and a lot of people don't admit it. Like <laughs> obviously, when it comes to the when it comes to the white community, they're like, "I that's my girlfriend. I'm yeah. going to take her to my parents' house, chill for a bit." We can't do that. Ours is like, <clears> all right. It depends how you go about we'll it, but I'll let you finish. So what is like what is your opinion when it comes to like what is like your opinion when it comes to like dating with Asian girls? Well, I've never done it. Let me just preface that, right? Being honest, I've never I've never had a girl or anything like that. Uh, see, ideally I wonder the halal way, right? And a lot of people don't even think about this, but the halal way, right, is 
you take a mehrum with you? And if maybe like you have like a, you or the girl have like a younger sibling, obviously we're the youngest, so we don't have that. Or mm-hmm. they have like, maybe not, it gets a bit different when there's older siblings. Then it's kind of like, you know, it gets a bit scary. But if you're serious with the girl, I say, like trying to, there's baraka and doing a halal ways, right? And meeting up with her with a mehrum is the way to go about it. But if I did see a girl and I did have potential, like you man, that girl, I, I really want to get to know her in that way and I see a future with her, then I go about it in those ways and either do a mehrum or, you know, like one thing you can do, my mate Asama suggested this, check out Asama's episode of the episode time. He said keep it digital at first. I don't know if that's even that halal, but that's another way of not actual meeting her, meeting her, but still getting to know her. And then maybe once you're you're sure you're interested in the girl, then you take it to the step you get a mehrum with you. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of people never even consider the option, you know? They think, oh, fuck man, I, I got this girl. That's it, man. I just got hate it. I got this girl. But if you are mature enough, you're not fucking about. You have the intention, like the long end intention of you want to marry the girl or you want to get to know her to marry her then um, your family will be for it because at the end of the day, your family don't want you to be on your own. <laughs> they don't want you to be lonely. Exactly. <laughs> they don't want you to exactly. be like heavy, um, I don't know, 40 and not have like anything, you know what I mean? So they welcome yeah. it given that you're mature enough for it, you're ready for it and you have the means for it. But another thing I think a lot of people get wrong is a lot of people say, oh, I want to develop myself then find my girl. I feel you miss out an opportunity to develop with the girl if you do that. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a business idea, you want to, I want to get this business all out, done and all that, and I want to like then have a house and all that, then get my girl. I'd say, while you're building your business, then get, like, you know, then you can get with her, you can grow together, and you can both, like, mould each other into the people you want to be. I feel like, I'm not, I'm not 100, I feel like, in this world, I feel like, depending on who you are and how you handle, like, certain situations, with me, right, I give 100% when it comes to that. Like, I don't like, I'm not doing this half-arse, 40%, 50% shit. I don't believe in that. I think 100% each both sides is where it works. Um, I've only personally been, I've only personally been in one relationship and been with one person my whole life. And never, ever, I would never, ever say anything bad about that person. The person's a great person. We moved on. We had differences and that's what it did was. Did you have People the intention of marrying her? Yes, I did. We both had the intention of marrying each other, but you, I think as a person, I was growing. And I think as a person, that person was growing. And I think that's what, where I, after that one thing, I took a step back and any opportunity I had, I stayed away from anything. Cause I like, I don't want to be like one of those people that are just doing anything that moves and I, I can never do that because I feel disgusted and I think I don't know how people can do that right but let them live their life but that personally for me I can't physically go and talk to a girl mess about and come back no I can't do that I have to have a connection with you and it has to be for that certain reason I feel like where you said you can develop together that depends on who you are with me I feel like there's certain things that I need to develop as a person now, I'm not going to say, like, if I meet an ideal girl and she's spot on and we're getting into a good vibe, 100%. But in this day and age, I think you need to you need to get to know the girl. 
Because see, this honey, this is why I feel like there's a like I know a lot of people that are getting the proportion shit, and I'm like, whoa, there's something in that cycle that's wrong. And it's the people that get married straight away and they'll talk for like three months, and you're just like, okay, mashallah, alhamdulillah, I know a lot of them that have succeeded, but there's now an increasing amount of people that are like divorcing and moving on and messing about and is going to shit. And I've seen it myself, and I feel like. Yeah, you need to know the girl. Yeah, you can get a mehraman. Depends on how you both take that option. And it should be an option that you should consider. I agree with you on that. But when it comes to self-development for certain people in life, I think you need to develop yourself. Not saying decline every option, but do not go actively dating when you know you can't physically do it. For example, yeah, if you're broken down, that's the only reason I would say don't do it because when you're broken down, you're going to put that all in someone and that someone's going to try as hard, like, do you get what I mean? I've seen a lot yeah, of people like that has happened to If you're a mess, you can't expect someone else to come fix you. You need to fix yourself. 100%. And that's the way I think about it. So I feel like dating is a big thing for me. I can't just physically date anybody. My thing is, I want you to be my best friend for me to then date you. Keep it halal to the core. You're my best friend and I can vibe with you in a best friend level. I'll look at you and I can... But we can have that attention. Obviously, we want to get to know each other. But I want you to be my best friend before you can be someone that I'm going to get with. Mm-hmm. No, I what totally you agree. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You need to be able to get on with the person. And if, yeah, best friend, meaning you have that intimacy where you trust each other, you just have the same banner and all that, and you can get on in that way, then yeah, definitely. You wouldn't want someone who you can't get on with in that way because you, you want to inshallah spend your life with them therefore you need that 100% I agree with that and I think I don't know right? I think I've understood see with Asian people I feel like you have to be very straight up again we've been brought up with Bollywood vibes I think you have as well because you like your Bollywood music Um. I think I've been brought up where where you're running from one side of the field to the other side to say I love you and all that shit. We've been brought up with all of that. And I feel like a lot of people try to interpret that in the modernised world and it does not work. And I've seen it and I'm like, nah, man, you can't, like, I've seen friends that try to do it and I'm just like, no, you can't do that, man. This is not kabi khushi kabi gum. This is not sacred mehona or anything. Be specific, what did your friends do? I've got a few friends. I'm not going to name you them. Obviously, right, don't doubt them. Obviously, that... doubt them. But I'm trying to understand better your, your what you're explaining here. I've got a few friends that like. I love you, and every day send a big massive paragraph of "I love you," and I'm going to be your hero kind of thing. I'm going to buy you this. I'm going to get you this, and I'm going to get you that. Don't worry. And then they'll have this thing. You get what I mean? They yeah, no, I totally get. I totally get. That's, that's a I bit mean? much, yeah. That's a bit much from the guy's aspect. And it's like, oh, uh, and I've seen some of this shit, and I'm like, whoa, like I do have, a, like everyone has a lovely side, right? And if you don't, you're a heartless bastard, right? That's the yeah. way I see it. And I feel like mine's is very, like, I don't know. I find it very cringy to say, oh yeah, you're this, you're that, or you're my, you're this, you're this. Like I do have my love side, right? But I can never ever sit there, right? And do shit like that. That's a bit far, mate. <laughs> I, I agree with you. That's far. I'm quite an open guy, so I've never been in that situation to tell someone that I love them. But in a platonic sense, with friends, I've been like, you know, man, I appreciate you 
you mean a lot to me and you know what, I love you, you know, in that aspect, I've been able to do that, but I can never do like I can't even imagine yeah, that's different, that's different. having a girl and like being like man. There was a, there was there was someone that told me about it and this person used to sing. Literally this person used to sing to the other person every night and I used to think like, Whoa, right, fair enough, right? But whoa, that's a bit much. And I met like I met like one of my mates, uh, he's from Eglinton next to Eganshill is a place called Eglinton, I think it is. And um and he was telling me like, Oh, I wanna like I wanna propose to her in a helicopter and I wanna be like I wanna be like because he's a big guy, I wanna be shirtless and all that. And I'm like, okay, like fair enough. Like, yeah, I'll do a romantic setting, but I'm not gonna do like something out of freaking I don't know if you watched the movie The Bung. I've heard of it, I've not watched that one, but I'm aware of it. It's like one of those moments where the the guy's doing one punch and he's and the guy's going flying and shit about around the world and it was like one of those feelings I got and I was like, nah man, I can't like yeah, do it a helicopter, well why are you shirtless? <laughs> I think our friends are totally different. Uh, we have different types of friends. Uh, my friends aren't like that they don't see these things. <laughs> they are they have one chest. See, to be honest, I'm not gonna call them friends, right? Because these are not friends. And when I say friends, I mean people that I know of yeah. and I've heard about. My friends, I've only a couple of like I've only got like three, four people in my circle. But these are people like I've spoken to through friends. So I just call them they're nice people. No, I get you. Things like that, but they're just like acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Like that. But uh, but I don't know, man. I, I, no one said anything like that to me that they want to do shit like that. Uh, <laughs> usually, I just have people like you know what? I just want a normal wedding. Or in my case, I just want to have like a small nikah. Uh, no one said they want to do some crazy shit. <laughs> you know, and hopefully they do that crazy shit if they want it. Like, hopefully they're able to do that. But there's baraka and like having something simple. Baraka in it and keeping it halal as possible. I feel like relationship, do you know the word, do you know sex is so modernised? That's such a normal thing nowadays. Yeah. And I remember like, how modernized and how diluted like like civilizations get into in the sense of when these things were so sacred it's coming a norm like when i've like like alhamdulillah right alhamdulillah i've not done i've not messed around you're getting pretty so, deep here man but to... if that's what you want to if you want to talk about that sure but you're getting really deep here no but I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like in a way that I've messed around in the sense of I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, and I'm, I'm like when I see, when people tell me, oh yeah, my body counts over twenty or over ten, and I'm like, ten, and see to be honest, I thought body count was that amount of times, but that's the different types of people, different kind of. So when I found that, out, I was like, whoa, like I know guys that have body counts over like forty and fifty, and I'm just thinking, the fuck, you're only like twenty. <laughs> What you've been doing for a good three years, and it's shocking. I don't know. I can never do that. I don't know about yourself. Right? Me, no, I'm a good halal boy as well. But all I say is, me all get us all. You know what I mean? Just every get us all, and I feel like it all comes down to as well your morals and your upbringing as well. You know, as we said, and we I respect think- women, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, maybe that adds to, you know. Hundred percent. I think that's what it is, mate. No, no way, man. I mean, I mean, I, like, obviously, like, I wasn't in the Asian community at the start, like yourself. You were with white people, so when I came to the Asian community, I felt like it was more like 
I don't know, like it was more like changing. See, with, with white people, I feel like they're more relaxed about these things. They've been brought up with Definitely. it, like having yeah. girlfriends at a young age and sexual intercourse and stuff like that. You kind of have that with your girlfriends, not really looked at in a bad way. Some people do and some people don't, but majority of like white people that I knew, like I never knew really many white people that they were like, I was like a like that were like virgins at the age of 15 and all that and they're like breaking it and I'm just sitting thinking I don't even know what the fuck sex is at that time so like they've been brought up see with us I feel like cause we're like I don't know like I don't you don't need to agree with me on this day but I feel like cause we've been brought up like stay away from that that's wrong don't do that I feel like it makes you want to do it more but alhamdulillah I feel like I don't know I've stayed away from it because I've always thought if you want to keep it if you want if you have a halal check of what you've done in your life, you'll find that halal person same as you. People, there's Ayan Gran, right? I, I was looking at it, seeing my, my own personal Instagram. Every Sunday, I go through like a certain ayah and talk about it. Uh, yeah, basically, to summarize, it says bad women are for bad men, good women are for good men. And you can take that in many ways, right? One aspect you can take that is purity when it comes to virginity. Uh, another aspect to that is just generally good people are for good people and if you're a good person you will get a good person so you were saying about purity was that your way of taking it no not necessarily not necessarily about like uh, virginity or whatever my thinking was just generally your heart a good person because obviously there's different heart. translations but yeah I took it as just uh, if you have a good heart, you'll get someone with a good heart. A lot of talk, a lot of people talk about icks. You know, what, you know what I mean? When people get ick about something. Things that turn you off on someone. Turn what you would you say your again. top what would you say your top three icks are when you when it comes to women? Well, I don't like basic brown girls. I like brown girls, right? <laughs> Let me clarify. But there's a certain category of a uh, to brown girl that I really I'm not a fan of the main act which is lack of ambition I hate pe- I hate girls who, like have no ambition they just live life aimlessly uh, and their only goal is like to find a guy or something like that I hate that uh, another act this may not be their fault but I found it in a lot of people daddy issues they either don't get on with their dad they hate their dad or the dad's not there. Obviously, the dad's not there. That's not their fault, right? But if they hate the dad and all that, you're like, I don't know if I can trust this person. She doesn't really have a good relationship with men. Like, the first relationship you have while a guy, as a girl, would be your dad. So, you know, it's like, what's going on here? And uh, I just, like, obviously no one likes liars, no one likes arrogant people. No one likes hypocrites. So yeah, that's just a general sense. What about yourself? I feel like there's a few things, right? I feel like hypocrisy is one thing. Like, don't... This is general for anybody. See, if you tell me, like, say for instance, right, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I smoke my vape, that's it. I'm not, I, I, not going to lie to you. I've tried it. I've had my messed up time when I was about aged 14 to 15. And as soon as I hit 16, I grew hair. And that's when I'm, well, oh, I mean, I matured up. Oh, I, okay. I was like, well, I don't even this. hear about your heavy going through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's one thing. But when it comes to the ick, like, I, what puts me off is 
I don't mind, right? If you have a lot of guy pals, I don't mind it, right? And I don't necessarily hate it. And I don't care if you, like, the first thing you need to have in a relationship is trust. So I don't, I, with me, I'm a person that I don't care what he just said about you or what she said about you. I care about the trust I have with you and you have, I will not like you and I'll lose, like with me, I'll lose all respect, but you need to prove that to me by lying or doing anything wrong. So I feel like the one thing that gives me the ick, I know where it comes to guys nowadays, right? And you know yourself, right? A lot of guy mates, especially in the Asian community, are mad. And I've seen it happen so many times. I feel like a girl with a lot of guy mates is like, okay, that's a bit, do you get what I mean? And I, well, I don't know, but what, what do you think about that? That specific one. I don't know. Have you had a girl and she had a lot of guy mates where, like, she's mainly surrounded by, like, say, for instance, her and her, like, three of her guy mates going out one day, like, going out for a game of bowling or going out for a shisha or something? What would it, you say? It's hard to say because I usually am the guy mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I just get God. on with people and then I naturally become their friends. You know what I mean? So that is uh, it's hard to, you know. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like you can tell which guy is which guy, you know. You can tell what the guy's doing, what the intentions are. And I feel like a girl that acts stupid and knows fair and know what's going on, but she enjoys that intention. That's one ick. Second ick is girls that smoke shisha and cafes and stuff like that. I've only been to a shisha cafe twice in my life mm. and I've got forced twice. Mm-hmm. I'm not a shisha person. I don't hate people in shisha. I don't I just don't like the environment. I think it's a very clubbish environment. Mm-hmm. It's an Asian clubbing kind of mode. No, I get um, what you mean. I get what you mean. I don't do shisha myself, but I'll go there just to chill with my friends because they like going to go just to see them, you know what I mean? I went once and I remember I got, I didn't even know, right? I was sitting there and I was with my mates. We're all guys. And there was a there was girls in front of us. I don't even know who they were. I don't want to say any names because I don't want to say anything bad. I was sitting there right? and I got three requests from Instagram. Now, I don't have a clue who these people are. And I clicked on the profile and the person was sitting right in front of me. And I looked up and she looked at me and I left. I left. Because I got creeped out by that. I felt like, okay, that's a bit it's bizarre. Quite weird. Like, and predatory. Like, that's predatory. Like, I feel like, yeah, guys pee women, right? And it's bad. But I feel like girls do the same. I've never I've never been preed, so I can't can't comment. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm a, I'm not gonna say I'm the most handsome guy ever. No, I'm not. I'm not a, I, I wouldn't say I'm an ugly guy. I wouldn't say I'm a handsome guy. I don't care what. In pop smokes word, you know the song. I ain't a pretty boy, but I ain't ugly. There you go. There you go. And I feel like I'm not being egoistic, but I know that I am a good looking person. Marshall, Alhamdulillah. Allah And I feel like everyone. Everyone's pretty in their own way. Everyone's got like like everyone's gorgeous in their own way, guy, girl, whatever. I feel like when it came to it, like I feel like guys go through it, but obviously because guys don't publicize it as much. But I personally think that's one of the X man like follow me and stuff. Like, come up to me, talk to me. So I mean, don't follow me and stalk me. That's a bit weird. Like, but again, I'm quite I'm quite weird in the sense of I'm very like to myself. I'm the opposite really. I I want to get to know everyone, so I that's what I mean. I'm a bit weird. I like to know people's story. Right? I think what it is is that I'm very honest, and I don't think a lot of people appreciate that. See if I don't like you, 
I'll just say to you in other words, like I won't hurt you because I'm very nice in that way. I don't like hurting people. I don't like people being upset. If you're upset and you're in a time of need, I'll be there and I'll look, like obviously make sure that you're okay. And if I don't know you and your mental health is there, damn right, I'll be there. I'll be that extra stretch for you. I don't care if you don't know me. If I can save someone's like life and help them progress, I'll be there. But if I don't like you and you're trying to be friends with me, you'll know that. And I won't say in a very way, like, oh, I don't like you, state, you get away from me. No, I'll be like, look, you're a nice guy, or I won't reply as much. I'll make it obvious, do you get what I mean? But I'll say it in the most subtle way. I don't like being harsh. Mm-hmm. But I feel the not replying uh, thing is worse. You'd rather someone be straightforward to you. Not replying, no, I'm probably more straightforward, I reckon. I know I'm keep going back and what the hell I'm saying, right? But I think I am straightforward. And the past few friendships that pissed me off, I'm just turning around and be like, listen, mate, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why you're talking to me. I don't know why you know. I'm going to be honest with you. You're a great, good person. You're a good person, individual, in and out. But I've got shit to do. And to see you getting in the way with that, I, I'm, I don't know how to put a scenario out there, but I'm quite straightforward. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. If there's something that I don't like, you will know about it, and I'll tell you straight. I didn't ask you. Like, Steph, if you, you dressed up nice, right, and you had a nice outfit, and you thought you were nice, and I didn't like it, I'd be like, Steph, I don't like it. I think you look weird. But that's me being a friend and being honest with uh, you. I understand there's value in that. But, yeah, I guess everyone has their own taste as well. But couldn't that be perceived as putting taste. someone down as well? That could be perceived as like that, you know? But you'd rather, as I said, lying and hiding the truth. If as they ask you, though, like, see if they don't ask you, then... Yeah, that's know, different. Like, I'm not going to come up to you and be like, that's the way you put it. You made it sound like, no, 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 not like that. That's too far. I'm not, I'm not freaking some sort of like a freaking model or even have the cut. I shouldn't, I'm, I don't have the right to ever say that. But see, if you come out there and you be like, okay, do you like me as a mate? Right. I'll tell you the truth. If you come, if you're wearing some outfit and you say, oh my, what do you think about this? Do you like this? I'll be like, no, I don't like it. But what would go with it is better. I'm a lot, again, I, I came across with I came across as a very arrogant like, arrogant person. I'm not like that. I'm like, I'm straightforward. You ask me something, I'll answer it honestly. If you say, oh, Matt, have you done this? I'm, I'll am i honestly answer it the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. Oh, I think. Good, good. Uh, you? you were talking about taste there. I don't know what you were talking about taste. What were you talking about taste-wise? No, I'm just saying everyone has their own taste. You know what I mean? When it comes to, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for your hypothetical situation, you know what I mean? I thought you were talking about women there. I was like, why? No, I was like, okay. Oh, I, that, I guess that, that applies okay, to that something. too, but that's not what I meant. Um, oh, yeah, I thought, okay, is there something you want to expand on there, Seth? <laughs> but um, I think it's, I think, um, a complicated topic. That into it. it's like a three-hour discussion, which is going to be too long. Yeah. But yeah, man, life's crazy. I think life's crazy. And I think life lessons are learned through experiences and people that make the same mistake on idiots. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Should we bring this episode to an end then? Well, let's bring it to an end, man. But okay, it was a okay. great pleasure, man, speaking to you, man. It was a great pleasure yeah. to get understanding you as well. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. I've uh, enjoyed getting to know you, getting to hear your perspective, your life stories and such. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, just keep your eyes peeled for the next thing the project coming through and I will definitely show yourself and if anyone wants to keep Mm -hmm. up keep praying there's a wee bits and bobs and wee hints in my story but you have to find it and I'm going to tell you where because I'm going to give it away 
Okay. Uh, the viewer can take that however they want. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share with everyone. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. Omar, do you want them to follow you? Whatever you want. If you put, if um, no, it's up to you. Whatever. I don't mind. But definitely follow to this podcast, man. Hundred percent. Whoever's listening, this is a podcast to come to. If you ever sitting there and you're doing chores, man, and you want something to to keep your mind off stuff, sure, you know where sure. to go. Uh, yeah. Once again, thank you for coming on. Thank you to the listener for listening, and don't forget to stay spicy. Mamma mia, that's a spicy.